Good morning, it's 970 WAMD Aberdeen and this is the Hartford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Hartford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith with the Hartford County Public Library and that is Bob Mumby. The Hartford Edge is brought to you each week by your Hartford County Public Library. Today we'll be speaking with Hartford County Sheriff Jeffrey Gaylor and Christy Hopkins, Director of Media and Public Relations for the Hartford County Sheriff's Office. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Leslie and Sheriff and Ms. Hopkins. I know. <laughs> Good morning. I've already morning. taken you to task for this, but you I'm going to do it one have. more time. Sure, go for it. <laughs> there was enough damn Hopkins in this county to keep track of. What's one more? What's one more? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not related, though. They're Hopkins. Oh, yeah. Well, they're cousins. If you think it's difficult for you, I have to get used to a whole new... Name for my PIO. So. Yes, I'm the, one, the email I'm, address. I'm the one I suffering know. here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, oh, uh, we gosh. do a little gripe. That's not gripe. It's courtesy session, gripe session, but also a little good news. So the first thing is the the delays on the road. There's a lot of them because with the stop, the guys holding the stops. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Construction has to happen. It has to be done safely. It's inconvenient, but these, I'm just going to say morons on the road, who when they're going by these poor guys who were just and holding gal. the sign, yep, yep. they're beeping at them, giving them hand signals, yelling at them. Like, who in their right mind says to themselves, yeah, this person got up, and they, <laughs> they run the whole they show. They decided. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're at it, <clears throat> um, and Sheriff, you can weigh in on this. This tow truck driver, this repo man, uh, I don't oh, know the, yeah. the facts of it, but I, I read what was reported, and no matter, I don't care how in arrears someone is, it, if, if, if he actually did some of the things he did to attempt to, to, to actually take possession of the car... Uh, I, and I've read the newspaper articles. It was a state police case, so it wasn't one that we handled at the sheriff's office. But um, yeah, it, it's concerning, obviously. And the, you know, the, the state's attorney and the and Maryland State Police decided charges were appropriate. So I, obviously concerning. But I, I I can't offer anything more than what was in oh, okay. the in the newspaper there because we don't have uh, the first hand experience. Okay. Third thing, there's a gentleman. I won't call him a gentleman. <laughs> I won't even mention his name. Oh, good. But he posts on the dagger, and oh my, here we go. <laughs> I mean, I one admit, minute into I the mean, show, <laughs> the dagger is filled with lunatics. Yes, this guy does he actually think that gun owners enjoy killing? Oh, that's the statement that he's made, and I couldn't disagree more. You know, the, the law-abiding um, citizens who are. Uh, following their Second Amendment right uh, are not people who are out there, uh, you know, they're not rednecks, they're out there. They're out there just for fun and enjoyment trying to kill people. You know, they have many different activities, including just having a weapon because the uh, United States Constitution and the Second Amendment says you can. I'm sorry. The problem is there's a lot of people that read that. The same people that think it's okay to obey, you know, tell people only obey the laws you agree with or not treat this law enforcement person as a human because some other law enforcement person may have made a mistake in the past. But there's, there's a chorus of people that read that and say, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, gun owners, they, they, they want to see people die. They're happy when they leave mass shootings. 
And, oh, okay. and, and unfortunately, I know we're going to talk about it a little bit, but we've, we've had our experience with that over the last few years, um, some horrific tragedies. Um, but, you know, it's, it's mental health that's at the root of uh, the issues involving the violence that we're seeing across our yeah. country in, in these different active shooter incidents. You know, people want to blame the gun, but the, the consistent is um, certainly a mental health issue. Yeah, and it's, a, it's a, you know, it's the balance that has to be struck between the civil liberties of someone who everyone knows is needs mental health. Sure. And it's just hard to intervene. I mean, so many of these people, it's like, yeah, well, I'm not shocked right. that this happened. And, but, yeah, defense attorneys that will defend their rights to not have their liberties infringed upon before these events. Uh, the fourth thing, we have a lot today. I was driving down uh, Patterson Mill Road a few months ago, the, the, the unpaved part. The uh, one way? Yeah, one way, going from Patterson Mill High School out to the wheel road. And I saw two bikes parked along the stream, and there was a van. And I, I got closer, and there were two guys got out of the van, and they were clearly walking t towards the bikes to steal them. And I got closer, and I, f I flashed, so they knew... I was there. They got in and took off, and it was two 12-year-old girls who had ridden down were playing in the stream. I didn't do anything. Should I have called? Oh, absolutely, the yes. Sheriff, right. not 911? Oh, no, 911. 911 is the quickest way that we're going to get a deputy onto a scene or any law enforcement officer, depending on what it is and where it is. But uh, to, yeah, to get a deputy there, 911 is the quickest way. People think it's not enough of an emergency. Mm -hmm. um, but getting a police officer to a scene quickly, and, and in that case, you know, where an apprehension may have been made, if, if appropriate indeed, if that's what uh, it, it was. And I was going to say, how did you know the bikes didn't just break down and somebody was coming to pick them up? But um, those observations seem very suspicious. So a police officer could have come out and investigated. And maybe actually the, the good part would be maybe not just solving that crime, um, but you can bet that wouldn't be their first time, and maybe we can close some others uh, in that area, you know, that have affected our community. Yeah. So, yes, don't hesitate. Call 911. <laughs> and I just slowed down, and I told the girls, you know, just be careful. You're down here by right. yourselves. And, yeah, that's the bigger uh, There was a van bikes, here, so. God knows, um, sure. you know, and they said thank you. But now, would it have been wise for me to follow at a safe distance this van while I called? Oh, certainly, yeah. So long as, you know, they're not posing a threat to you, you know, if they're not aware of your presence, that's even better. But if they're not posing a threat or doing anything to cause harm, you don't want to follow them if they take off speeding and start running through stop signs, obviously. But if you're just trailing them, abiding by all the traffic laws and, and giving good information to the dispatcher so they can make sure that law enforcement has uh, the best location and information as they, you know, come down to the the scene that that would be ideal and yeah that, and you kind of speak about that in your observations you know we need to remind citizens to be observant to be thinking you know, so many get behind the wheel and highway hypnosis mm -hmm. kicks in and they're thinking about what's for dinner or what's for lunch and um you know what the kids have in the afternoon but being an observant and, and taking the time to caution those children um hopefully will prevent them from maybe being in that type of situation in the future yeah i know that's one of, one of the pillars of uh, what your your agency does uh, I know this is uh, one of the many pillars? It's amazing everything you folks are responsible for. Mm -hmm. But that is awareness and crime prevention, uh, preventing crimes of opportunity, uh, just uh, from carelessness, like not locking a Absolutely. door. Absolutely. Well, we and, and yeah, I gotta bang on Christie's drum here and her praise. Um, you know, she's taken our social media through the roof since um, she's been our PIO. 
And we, we get so much of that messaging out. You know, we share it with the public, and the public interacts with us quite a bit on our social media pages. Uh, and she just does a wonderful job with that, sharing the information with, with all of our community to, uh, to make sure, you know, when, when we see a trend or a pattern, uh, maybe thefts from autos or something like that, you know, we're right on it, getting it out there, doing our best to make sure our citizens, I should say she's right on it, getting the information out there, making sure our citizens are aware. And, and you're not afraid to be tongue-in-cheek with some of your posts, Christy. We are not, and we do get some criticism for that. But, you know, as you know, social media is all about getting eyes on a message. Absolutely. And the more people that are commenting and reading it and seeing it, sometimes you have, to, mm-hmm. you have to take a serious situation, but, you know, ha- add a little bit of levity to it to get people to really respond to your mm-hmm. message and, t- and stop and read it. And the one that we talk about all the time is thefts from vehicles. And how do we get people to lock your cars. Mm-hmm. What is the message that we put out there? And we tell people it's fantastic. We live in Harford County. It's a very safe community. Thefts from vehicles is probably one of our most egregious crimes that we have right now. Mm-hmm. So that that's the good news. The bad news is you have to lock your vehicles even mm-hmm. if it's in front of your home. Mm-hmm. So that's a message that we try to continue to find new ways to, to put information out there. Sometimes we do add a little levity and humor mm-hmm. to it. We try to interact with them as well. Kyle in, in my office, he's good at posting back memes and things like that to, to folks when they, mm-hmm. they comment. And, and that just continues to bring attention to the page and bring eyes on whatever the, whatever the issue may be. And I, we always used to say in our, in our neighborhood association, if, you're, if your car is unlocked in the driveway, your house is unlocked because your uh, garage door opener is in there. Right. So Absolutely. without any barrier whatsoever, they could be in your bedroom mm-hmm. in two minutes uh, Sure, without making a sound. I can tell you, a lot of people don't think about that, but the criminals think that way. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they are thinking that way, for sure. Okay. Um, and one little good news um, before uh, we do trivia, and I'm biased <laughs> on this one. So. You ready for trivia? We'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, Myra Derbyshire, some of you know. Who she is. She is uh, a hero of mine and now a good friend. She um, has been in recovery. She's been sober for, let's say, three years, two and a half, three years. Uh, she's from Frederick County, Lacrosse Star, mm-hmm. went to Frostburg, sports injury, painkillers, and the progression, as we all know. Um, went from there. Uh, she came to Hartford uh, because, uh, because in her network there was word that Hartford really was worked well together, all the agencies and the recovery community, and she was placed by ACR, um, Don Matheson, Linda Williams, Condition Connection Resources. Uh, she went to Homecoming Project, became a graduate. We hired her as a program director no. at Shar Hope. And she we led the effort. We have two houses open now. Shout out to Derek Hopkins mm-hmm. and uh, yep. Sandy Galleon and the rest of the board. I'm on the board now as well. And Myra um, just took a position with MEMA as a um, project coordinator for their um, um, opioid response um, task force. Task right. force. Um, so proof that. Um, um, sober living is um, you can recover and um, 
and there's a lot of folks out there that are w willing to work with you and Myra um, has been leading the charge in awareness and um, treatment awareness and prevention and just can't say enough about her and um, hats off. That's outstanding. I had not heard that last part of her uh, journey there with uh, Tamima and the help join the fight. So um, what a what a wonderful story. And too bad there's not so many more like that. Right. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's such a it's the addiction, uh, particularly the opioid um, epidemic and, and the addiction to opioids is so tough to overcome. And it's great when you hear those um, successful endings because yeah. far too often and you see the numbers on our awareness boards around the county far too often those numbers don't go you know those individual lives don't end that way so we need more of those stories for yeah, sure it's uh, we have four graduates now and people say that's just astronomical because it's normally about four percent four percent right you hear that from joe ryan from the office of drug control policy but and 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 you said it in uh your intro there that yeah, I, I will say, you know, our county, working with the county executive, working with Joe Ryan, the Office of Drug Control Policy, working with private industry, Upper Chesapeake Health, they just announced the Crisis Center Initiative. Yeah. Um, so many great things have happened in Harford, um, you know, toward the front of the battle, and some have received, you know, state and federal recognition and awards. So mm -hmm. um, I said, no one, I, I get this question a lot, what, are we gonna, what else can we do? We're always open to suggestions. We're willing to try anything. We're looking across the country, and, and as is the county executive's office, and all of us working together. But if someone has the answer, we'll be quick to steal it and bring it. But until then, we'll keep trying everything we can. Well, we always we, one thing we know is the only people that don't have the answer are the ones that keep on telling us they do. Because yeah. anyone sure. who right. understands the problem knows there's no answer. Absolutely, it's just to can you continue battle. And education. I, I enjoy the ones who, who have the plan, but they don't want to share you the plan yeah. unless mm -hmm. certain things happen. So, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, so th they're going to let a thousand more people Yes, exactly. For some personal tit for tat. Yes. <laughs> That's mature. <laughs> All righty. All right. See, we ended on a good note. We did end on a good note. We did end on a good note. And now we're going to do some trivia. Is everybody ready? Let's go. Bob, you ready? You got your thinking cap on today? I have, I have excellent reinforcements. Uh, yes, I'm putting absolutely. my trust in Christy because I, I will do bad this. <laughs> I put some sports. I mingled and mixed it up oh, a bit. All right. <laughs> Jeff works 22 hours a day. So I know. We're going to give him a little, a little um, le uh, slack. I want a prize for getting the most wrong ever. Uh, hey, that's a good okay. way to look at it. All right. Now think of this question across the world. What is the most popular board game of all time? Oh, I got my guess. Guess? Monopoly. No. But no, you said across the world. Yes. I, I, I still yeah. say Monopoly, no? Is Parcheesi? No. Checkers. Chess. No. Chess. Chess. Yep, uh, chess. Next guess. Okay. I, I would have guessed checkers. checkers. See, that's an intelligent game. I you know. have to be smart to play it. <laughs> None of us knew the I told answer. You, I told you I'd do bad at this. That involves no, 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 shoots, no. And, more shoots and ladders. Shoots yeah. and ladders. I have cheated in shoots and ladders. It's just to end the game, that's true. I did that send my daughter on. up to the top top rung once because I miscounted. <laughs> the game was dragging on. That game can and Candyland too yes. can drag on forever. I when I first I left Alex Brown in '97 to start my own consulting firm. Mm -hmm. So I was working from home, and Grace, who at the time was four, she was elated. Daddy's home all day. But I had to sort of explain to her that I'm in my office on the phone. It's right. not playtime. So she'd come in, Dad, you want to play? 
I said, no, you know, you can't do that. She goes, okay. And then she came in a half a little later and whispered, Dad, do you want to? I said, I'm on the phone. It's hard. You really... Oh, my so gosh. She came in an hour later, and she just had the shoots and ladders box uh, and a sign. Oh, Want to play? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. She couldn't stand that you were on the other side of the door. That's so, funny. That worked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is the second largest country by landmass? Second largest country by landmass. Um, Canada. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. I, I was thinking. I, I was not. I was thinking Russia or something. I. Is Russia? No, Canada. No. But what, Canada. what's number one? I don't know the answer to that. It's gotta be China, right? I think it China is China. Or Russia. I think we had that question before. But actually, because someone asked, some I was looking for trivia. <laughs> questions about a month ago and that mm -hmm. was one of them and I looked at the map. Oh, you shouldn't have shouted it out then. You knew the answer. <laughs> I waited. Should have given your you guests an in. opportunity. I was... He can't remember our names, but he can remember the second right. largest country by landmass. <laughs> As uh, your able um, compatriot said, um, I, uh, uh, when you made the uh, the arrest. Oh, the chase? He, yes. said, yeah, the, oh gosh, state, he said a state trooper Never passes up an opportunity to make the collar. <laughs> but I didn't hear you jumping in on that one. Oh well, no! And I got it. We, there was there was plenty of other people there with me because they, they didn't want to they didn't want to see the sheriff you know, be embarrassed. Well, that was Davis's yeah. Oh, oh my gosh! Imagine that. Okay, the art of paper folding is known as oh, what? I know this origami. Yes, I got correct. one. Christy Yay. knew it also, but I, I wanted to get one. I, see, I, I, did you see, I knew it, but I, uh, I held back. She it's held back. a little <laughs> early. It's a little early. Okay. okay, ladies first, not this early in the morning. <laughs> Every person for themselves. Okay, we're two, we're two for three. You guys are doing great. The Great Gatsby was written by which author? Fitzgerald. Good job. Oh, See? wow. Right off the top of her I saw the movie. I don't know who that counts. That does. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, it does. Not my book. He definitely counts. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Who was the first guest? Oh, uh, Robert Redford was the first guest. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I just reread that book. And I, in high school, great literature is wasted on high school kids because we don't get anything and we don't care and we're not really. In, Engaged. Mm -hmm. I just reread it. It's really good, but <laughs> the movie and the you know, it was was over my head. But now I get it. <laughs> He's going back and slowly reading all the oh, clues. Moby Dick. Yes, he I'm is. Reading Moby Dick now. It's oh, the wow. best book ever written. Wow. But you know, when you're in high school, you're just like crossing it off your list and get just through get it. through. Mm -hmm. yep. In the movie The Wizard of Oz, what did the Scarecrow want from the wizard? Oh my gosh, this was easy. I like the we'll guy. Say it. A brain. There you go. See? I knew that. I'm two. For, I got two. It's like the guy we were talking about on the dagger. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Thank God no one knows his name. Right. And he doesn't even know I'm talking about him. Oh, he might. He might. He can only infer. The Lone Star State is the nickname for which oh. U.S. state? Wow, I got this one too. I know it. Yeah. Christy? Texas. There yes, you go. correct. Not bad. No. Not bad. Okay, how many U.S. Supreme Court justices are there? Is it nine? That's correct. Okay. Oh, that'd be bad. I was going to do like this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll say FDR tried to stack the court mm -hmm. and add add four to it. <laughs> Ireland <laughs> suffered the Great Famine oh. beginning in 1845 due to the collapse of what crop? 
potato. Yes, my favorite food ever in yeah. every form. In French fry oh. form. Yeah, oh, that's my favorite food. Right. Right. That's how fries. I judge a restaurant. I think it's everybody's favorite yeah. food. Yeah. Really, not tater tots? You don't, you don't prefer Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Also. <laughs> I think I, they Now, that's all. a debate we'll have. <laughs> or shreddies. Yeah, oh, shreddies. Do you ever have shreddies? Oh, no, what yes, are they? It's to... like all the great things about hash browns. Yes. And, it's, and it's, it's thin you... and crispy, and you can have it smothered in cheese. Oh, or... my gosh. Oh, and where yes. is this place? Bagelworks. Bagelworks. Okay. In Bel Air. Right. Yeah. We're going to have to stop there on the way back. I live in Happy Grace. Well, well, well next time to Bel Air. Oh, my gosh. It's worth a trip. Well, it's, the you know what you like about home fries and hash browns is the brown... Crunchy. Buttery, crunchy yes. kind. This is all that. All that. <laughs> it, it's calorie free, free fat free. Oh, I cholesterol love that. Free. Even better. Sure. It's like a bag of burnt potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I and just it's wrote like, a note, guys. <laughs> of the many reasons why I can't wait for election season to be over is. If I have another five pounds of bacon and scrambled egg <laughs> and sausage. <laughs> oh, did I mention my latest fundraiser? We're gonna have bacon and sausage. sausage. And all right, which team won the 2016 Super Bowl? Oh, I'm not going to answer this one. 2016. I'm on the NFL. Um, last year was um, you know? the Eagles. Last year was the Eagles. The year before, the Patriots beat the Falcons in the last second. I haven't watched in two seasons. Um, um, Patriots, they beat the Broncos, Seahawks. Broncos, Denver Broncos. Oh, Broncos. Yeah. That's right. Everyone, I, I do these before I come on the show around the office. Everybody said the Patriots. Oh, wow. Because they always win. They always win. <laughs> so right. it's like a safe bet. You ever I don't see know the one of a, a picture of a school bus with uh, flat tires? And the mm -hmm. caption said, Tom Brady's kid didn't study for his test. Oh, wow. <laughs> Deflate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Which actor played the main character in the 1990 film Edward Scissorhands? Oh, Ooh, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Oh. See? Oh, and Sheriff knew that. I knew well. that yeah. one. I knew that one too. Another one for Christy and I. Yes. <laughs> All right, Bob, you better get this right. Oh, great. What are the five boroughs of New York City? Anybody want to take a stab before our New York uh, native? Mm -mm. No. Manhattan. Yes. Staten Island. Yes. Brooklyn. Yes. Queens. Yes. Bronx. You got it. I would have missed Queen. I was trying to think of. And Brooklyn, before it became a borough, was the fourth largest city in the U.S. Really? Oh, right. mm -hmm. See, he always adds. I just watched something last night where they're talking about New York when it became the first, uh, the world's first mega city, population of 10 million. It was in the 30s or 40s, I forget. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Absolutely amazing. Uh, one, of the, uh, one of the most amazing books you can read is a book about under New York. The utilities. The steam, the subways, the basements, all the water. Um, it's just amazing that that city gets through a day. Um, okay. We're going to do some local news? or Just we gonna... one. All just right. so we can get to break and get started. Okay. We have a lot to talk about. Local news, we'll just keep it simple. Election Day uh, is coming up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Four days. Mm-hmm. Tuesday. And... Um, Early voting has been off the charts, mm -hmm. um, huge number, and uh, frankly, uh, I think that bodes well because the more people that are involved, the better. Thirty-four thousand early votes in Hartford. In Hartford, mm -hmm. right? Well, I was one of them. Um, Went to my which, local library. Uh, <laughs> and, and there's only about one hundred and forty thousand registered voters, so that's um, 
My God, that's over 25%. Mm -hmm. So that's fantastic. It's great when everyone gets involved. It really is. It makes a difference. So, But I can't wait for it to be over. I imagine, Sheriff, for you, it's even more you can't wait for it to be over. I, I'm looking forward to the end of it. I, I wouldn't say my campaign has been as... Uh, um, it's not as stressful as it was four years ago, if that's a correct way, to, a politically correct way of saying it. We, uh, you know, we, we've we've done uh, it, trying to work full time and and run a campaign is time consuming. But but and I tell you, I say this all the time, you know, Hartford County, you have an elected sheriff, whether it's me or someone else down the road, it will be someone else down the road eventually. Um, you know, don't ever don't ever lose that because you know the, having your voice pick your law enforcement leader is big, and so many jurisdictions in our state have allowed that to be uh, taken away from them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and and frankly, you know, a lot of times, uh, one of the great effects of democracy is transparency, um, and you're basically the, the epitome of that because and I'm not just saying the kids up to you because you're here you ran on um, a, a platform of transparency uh, and you practice what you preach and your whole organization does day in day out uh, there's always going to be no one's infallible there's mm -hmm. always going to be deputies that make mistakes you've never shied away from it uh, it's always let's find out it's mm -hmm. the people's uh, law enforcement agency um, and it's sometimes I'm sure that's not easy, but you have the strength and the, and the conviction, um, to go through with that. So we really thank you for that. Oh, happy. And, and we've had, you know, we've had deputies do things intentionally wrong and, and there's a different thing between making a mistake and doing something intentionally wrong. And there's a different course of action that we right. take as a result. And I've had 11 people, um, leave the office under less than ideal circumstances, you know, I'm sure for their future less than ideal circumstances in my four years. And uh, we, we do not tolerate integrity issues. Um, and, you know, we, and as you said, and I, I take a lot of pride in the fact that you know, we, we, we throw everything out there. And um, again, back to Christy and the way we deal with social media through our website, through our social media platforms, um, you know, it's, we're an open book. Um, we, we've done it through the in-car camera system. We're, we're hoping to implement a body car, a body camera system. Um, we've asked for the funding for that in our next year's budget to get started. So uh, the, the deputies out there overall um, just do an outstanding, <clears throat> exceptional job for the men and women, the men and women of law enforcement and corrections do an outstanding job for our community, and I could not be more proud to, to serve with them. Amen. And I think what gets lost sometimes is from a leadership standpoint, there's what, one of the biggest beneficiaries of this transparency is um, is um, uh, what what it does for the what it does for the uh, the deputies the other deputies because they see you know how it is in organizations it, it, they see unaccountability they see people that are trying to get their make their way through a non meritocratic uh, means if they see people getting over. New Jersey yet. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out. And, and there's no accountability for it, and no one's ever held responsible. What does that do to their morale when they're getting up? A very dangerous job putting on the gear every day. And, you know, so that's the biggest, one of the biggest gifts you can Sure, I, I think we've seen that. I think we've seen that in the past in our organization, you know, favoritism, and um, somebody does something, and they're, they're more. Uh, um, 
you know, for some reason or another, they're more well-liked. And that's part of the reason we brought a disciplinary matrix in. You know, if, if people do something and, and, again, they do it by mistake or they do it by intent, there's different uh, ways that we deal with it, but we deal with it all in a uniform um, manner and and they're going to know what's coming. So if they do an offense that's going to get them fired, um, you know, whether whether they think they're on the best footing with the sheriff or uh, or the worst, the penalty is going to be the same because it's outlined in our matrix. If termination is the appropriate offense, then that's what's going to happen. Or if it's something simple like retraining, as most of our incidents are, they're simple mistakes made by men and women just trying to go out there and do a demanding job, uh, and they make a make a simple mistake. And, you know, a lot of times retraining or a simple um, you know, counseling and talking to can, can correct that behavior. Mm-hmm. Amen. Oh, we, we snuck a little bit of the discussion we in before sure did. the break. We got Sorry. it all started. No, no, no. I saw it. <laughs> all right. I asked it. I brought it up. This was great. But we're going to take a little break now, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Harford County Sheriff Jeffrey Gaylor and Christy Hopkins, Director of Media and Public Relations for the Harford County Sheriff's Office. County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members aged 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MakerBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D Creation Software including MakerBot and PrinterBot, professional green screen with studio light box and both apple and windows computers all to help create your electronic video audio publishing and 3d design projects for more information or to reserve the innovation lab for your special project call 410-638-3990 or visit the abington library at 2510 south tollgate road Welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Hartford Edge. We're delighted today to have Hartford County Sheriff Jeffrey Gaylor and Christy Hopkins, Director of Media and Public Relations for the Hartford County Sheriff's Office, in the studio with us today. Here's your bio. Hello. <laughs> Sheriff Gaylor was elected to the role of Hartford County Sheriff in 2014. As the primary law enforcement agency in Harford County and the largest full-surface sheriff's office in the state of Maryland, the Harford County Sheriff's Office is responsible for providing court services, law enforcement, and correctional services to the county's 255,000 residents. Sheriff Gaylor is a North Harford High School and Harford Community College graduate, graduate and obtained both his Bachelor of Science and Master of Science degrees in management from Johns Hopkins University. Sheriff Gaylor is a past member of the adjunct faculty within the Public Safety Leadership Program at the Johns Hopkins University and, until his election, served as an operating partner and owner of the Advanced Leadership Consortium, a company committed to providing quality training and consulting services to public safety organizations and private businesses. Sheriff Gaylor is also a veteran law enforcement officer, having previously served 28 years during a distinguished career with the Maryland State Police. As a 41-year resident of Hartford County, Sheriff Gaylor resides in the Forest Hill community with his wife, Sonia, and their two daughters, Shelby and Sydney. Welcome, Sheriff Gaylor and Christy, and thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having us. That's a, uh, I took up like half the show with the bio there, so I'll have to but shorten that up a little a bit. Oh, you've done a lot. You've done a lot of great things. I know. I know. I was like trying to catch my breath. <laughs> did did you um 
When did you know you were going to be a policeman? Oh, I, I, in high school. I can remember writing the paper in 10th grade, um, and, you know, I, at the time it was 100% state police. You know, I, I, just, just that image, you know, the, mm -hmm. the trooper, the hat, the uniform uh, certainly drew me in, and that's a large part of what recruiting is. You know, it's a professional appearance, and we certainly have, you know, that plus here at mm -hmm. the Harford County Sheriff's Office. Mm -hmm. um, when did you think you were going to be sheriff? I, I, people ask me that a lot, and I would say back in the early 2000s, as I went back and, and started working on my bachelor's and my master's, you know, th with the thought in mind that maybe one day running, and um, I, I talk about moving up in the state police, and I retired at the rank of captain, and no matter how much you go there, you know, you're always um, working for someone else, and ultimately under the whoever the governor might be and whatever their priorities might be. As the elected sheriff, you know, you answer right to the people. You um, the things that we learn, the things that you think and hope can make a difference in a community, you can actually implement. And we have tried many, and we've been, you know, I will say very successful uh, in the first term here, and I hope to continue that into a second term. But you don't have to, we don't move slowly. You know, making that decision, giving something a try. And I, back to the opioid epidemic, you know, we, we've done so many things that I know in my old organization it would have taken, you know, weeks mm -hmm. of waiting and sending it up and modifying Memos. it and getting somebody, <laughs> yeah. and getting somebody's approval. Uh, it's nothing hard about trying something. If it works, great. If it's not working, back up and go in a different direction. And uh, as a sheriff, we have that ability to move quickly. Well, and we're going to talk about this later, but um, Cap Captain Sully, uh, who landed the uh, jet with no power in the Hudson, his one of his quotes, he said, you prepare every day of your life for anything that can happen, because you never know what five minutes or what what your whole career is going to be based on, and if you're not prepared, um, um, you know, you'll never know. And God knows that the things that you you and your agency have had have been faced with in your, in these 48 months has just been um, off the chart but um, we'll get we'll get into that we can't forget about Christy not, not at all she's a vital vital part of the team and it does so much to make you know not just the office look good but especially the men and women out there on the street who are doing that demanding job you know and and she she makes the she makes them and, and gives them the the visibility mm -hmm. that they deserve for doing such a great job and so yeah well, just Christy tell us a little bit how you got here and um, um as I always say you're my absolutely second, second <laughs> <laughs> most second favorite second public favorite information bio. officer in the world <laughs> should I ask who might be first I know. <laughs> good morning Cindy <laughs> <laughs> I, I came to the sheriff's office five years ago, and I had actually been working in the community for 11 years at a community nonprofit, SARC, I think that everybody mm -hmm. is, is familiar with. And the thing that I loved most about SARC was really the interaction with the community, and they have a very important mission. And my role there was to really share that mission into the community or with the media or, or anything like that, and, and help people better understand the crimes of domestic and sexual violence. Being able to translate a lot of those same skills at the sheriff's office because I feel it is a very honorable role to be that link between mm -hmm. the community and the agency. And not only giving bad news, the news oftentimes focuses on when there is a stabbing or a shooting. Right. And I really feel like you should hear from us on good days as well. And social media has really allowed us to do that and yep. tell our story 
in a way that, and I understand the news has 30 minutes. You've got to tell the sports. You've got to tell the weather. You have right. to tell your national news. And you've got, you know, seven different counties that you need to cover. You just don't have the time to talk about all of those really great things that are happening mm -hmm. in your community. But with social media, I'm able to do that and have that connection with the community on a day-to-day -day basis, I think is just really very admirable. I feel like a lot of my job is just helping people understand the role of the deputy and the job that the deputy does. And social media also gives them such a level of access to to their community leaders that they have never had before. They send mm -hmm. us a message through Facebook or email us and they will get an answer back from us. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just a really, it's a neat time in communications. I'm glad to be a part of it. And we have such a great story to tell. You really do. You really do. You, you seem to be a natural. And by natural, I don't mean to say that there's not a ton of work that wasn't a ton of work that went into being great at it. But um, where you, when did you realize that this is something that you're, you're really good at? I... I, when I graduated high school, I actually, I was a dancer. <laughs> awesome! Um, I went to the Baltimore School for the Arts. I started high school in, at the Baltimore School for the Arts. How come you weren't in the, the, uh, the video? Oh, <laughs> oh no, no. Oh, you had bow way dancing, but you no, wouldn't? No, 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 no. Somebody's got to be directing. I danced my arm. <laughs> Continue. So I, you know, and it's a great story for Hartford Community College. I, you know, I, I graduated high, I injured myself in high school. So kind of that killed my dance career. And I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I went to school for mass communication, started at Hartford and loved it. Just mm -hmm. absolutely loved the public relations piece of thing and, and being able to communicate and explain your agency and talk to people. And that I just fell in love with right away. Mm -hmm. And so I, it wasn't the career path that I thought, like growing up, I had worked towards being, I wanted to be a ballerina. Of course. Um, but, but I think that this is just such a, a fantastic opportunity. It really just started from having great professors at the college mm -hmm. that just opened up my, my love for communications. It's amazing what a good teacher Absolutely. can do. Sandy Farrader. And she a good was fantastic mentor. And, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I don't know that she realizes the, I don't think teachers realize the impact they mm -hmm. have on people, but mm -hmm. she had a great love for marketing and advertising and, and just something that I thought, I, I really want to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. um, well, you definitely do a, a great job, and I'm sure a lot of it's because of uh, the transparency before we talked about it. Sounds like how open the sheriff is and his staff is to, to working uh, towards the real mission of uh, Getting, being engaged with the community, make sure the community's informed, because um, that helps you folks do your job, and it helps people stay safer. And I and I just listening to Christy, and, and you know it's a remarkable story. But it goes further, and, and no offense to any other person that might know a PIO out there anyway, because they, <laughs> they all do wonderful jobs. But you know, to, to be in law enforcement and corrections, and, and to answer, you know, often what we're presented with and what she's presented with, um, you know, it happens. It's it's horrific, and it happens in a matter of seconds, and it happens in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden, you know, that's mm -hmm. you know, you, you get out of bed, and within a half hour, you have to have something on paper and be ready to go. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's a little different than a, than a lot of the world, and God bless them all for the, making all their organizations look good. But certainly, I'm a little biased with. Christy and uh, we're very we're very lucky to have her. And, and you talk about being transparent. You, you, and you mentioned the lip sync video that we did at the office. And I have to admit that I was opposed. I did not want to do it. Uh, it. It didn't. Yeah, you, know, you didn't think you had dancers. Well, I know. I, well, no, no. I knew we had we had people who could 
step up. I wasn't one of them, but uh, I they persuaded me otherwise. Christy mm-hmm. also persuaded me otherwise. It's what the community had wanted to see, and we got such a wonderful, you know, yeah. semi heartfelt comments and and to that to that video. And, and somebody was talking to me about it yesterday. What really? A, yeah, just said they had just seen it and how cool it was, and so we we really you know had a lot of fun putting mm-hmm. it together, and it, it did quick, didn't. You know, you, you get the critics. Oh, uh, yeah. How much time did minutes. Ninety minutes, 90 minutes. From, start to from start to finish, and that includes the rehearsal and all that. Ni- mm-hmm. Ninety minutes. Well, I can't imagine the reception that Officer Kovacs got when he walked into no! Patterson <laughs> on I Monday know. morning. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, which is another thing we want to talk about as far as engagement. Um, we talked to um, Officer Kovacs and mm-hmm. Christy about. Uh, a couple months ago. A couple mm-hmm. months ago. Mm-hmm. If someone tells you five years ago, I know. I right? I know. Um, but the, the the SRO is is new to a lot of schools this year, but um, <clears throat> it really was apparent, and especially the way uh, Officer Kovacs, Robert Kovacs, is the SRO for Patterson Mill Middle High. Yeah, school resource deputy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but really, uh, as far as engagement, and not just being there as a traffic cop or someone who just as a hall monitor, but really to be there as a role model to engage the kids. And um, it's amazing, and I'm, I'm sure it changes a lot of kids' lives to be able to be that close, especially when there's a lot of circles or corners of our society that would have us dehumanize law enforcement people because it makes it easier to hate them and with all those negative consequences that come from that. But I was really impressed. It would seem very powerful what their duties are and how they do it. Yeah, and, and, you know, first and foremost, it's it's the, the school resource deputies there for the security, the safety and the security of the school. And that can, yes, be accomplished. You know, Lord forbid we ever faced with an active shooter in a school. You know, we're doing some things with the school system now as far as training. Um, but... That's first and foremost, but they're they're also there to establish those relationships, and as you say, so this, the kids see law enforcement in a different light. And we we solve so many community issues, and we're probably not faced with so many because of having those deputies in the schools, mm-hmm. having those relationships with those adolescents, you know, the developing adolescents in high schools and middle schools, and, and working with the county executive. You know, we're offering that we're able this year to be expanding our school resource uh, officer program and putting deputies in every middle school, which we did not have mm-hmm. uh, previously. And uh, the local Bel Air, Aberdeen, and Haverty, well, Haverty Grace already had them in all <coughs> schools, but uh, Bel Air and Aberdeen are also expanding into the middle schools. So it's uh, something that, you know, comes at a, comes at a pretty big expense, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think the times call for it. It's the appropriate course of action. Um, you know, and again, I'm delighted we were able to work with the county executive to make to make that happen, but I, I can't speak enough about you know he's one example of uh, you know many that, that do that job and, and again with the allied agencies as well in the schools who who just do such a wonderful job and in the summer they don't get the summers off we do a youth academy and, and they're all involved in that and that's when they get their in service and and their little bit of time off so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just I, I can't say enough uh, uh, of what a great job that they do for for our community, but particularly for the school system mm-hmm. and, and the kids in our.
public schools. And just getting kids interested, he talked a lot about um, the criminal justice club he has and, right. you know, all these other things that just are a great benefit to children at that age. They're so impressionable. It's such an important time. And to have a role model like that, I think, is fantastic. Yeah, and he, he's very active with that mm-hmm. club, and it's great because we're hoping these young men and women, you know, we all need to be replaced eventually, mm-hmm. and, and hopefully we're going to be able to attract young men and women. It's not the best time, um, and I, I blame that on a large part on some of the uh, the – I don't want to say, is it liberal media okay to say? That sells, yes. a, sells a very disingenuous message against law enforcement and public safety um, because 99.9% of what goes on out there with um, police officers in this country are just exceptional jobs. Mm-hmm. And even within the 0.1%, you know, you're back to intent and mistakes. And that intent is such a small number, and to condemn everybody under an umbrella uh, is wrong, and, and I think it's showing in our recruiting numbers. I think uh, every organization in Maryland that I talk to, state police, uh, the local agencies that surround us, are all having trouble recruiting men and women. We haven't filled a class to our vacancy rate um, since I've been sheriff. Three classes. Okay. We're, we're in a hiring process now, and I'm hoping we can bring enough on board mm-hmm. to fill what vacancies we have in law enforcement and in corrections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll talk. We want to talk about this a little later too. The irresponsibility of folks, uh, either demagogues or media that it, 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 it borders on criminal, and I'm not saying that to be, like, you know, a reactionary, but w- what they say and do, not only is playing with the lives of very brave and dedicated uh, law enforcement people, but it's playing with the lives of those people that they purport to be looking out for, because if you're making a, a police officer's job harder... Um, Certainly, it's, it's, it, it puts the police officer in danger, uh, great danger, but also you're making it more difficult for them to protect and serve the communities that need it most. And, right. And that's why all the social media things that you do, Christy, are so important to, you know, you're getting the word out. And Absolutely. That's good. And that goes along with the in-car cameras. I was in the state police when we started implementing the in-car cameras, and, and the, you know, the, the tagline was, you know, we're finally going to see how bad these cops are. And guess what? It didn't happen. We saw how good law enforcement is across this country with the in-car camera systems, uh, which have really come a long way since the early models. And the body cameras are showing us the exact same thing. We saw this outcry for body cameras, and I was asked to sit as the National Sheriff's Association's rep on a uh, National Bar Association's task force on body cameras. And I went to these meetings, and I, they, were caught, they were telling us how this was going to you know, truly show how bad law enforcement is and the bad things. It's captured some bad things. But again, overwhelmingly, all it has shown us is how great uh, of a job that law enforcement does across this country. And um, and how hard the job is. Yeah, show, I think people don't understand For that. sure. Yeah. And, and show me a profession mm-hmm. where everyone would be okay with strapping on a body camera mm-hmm. and going out there and doing it and, and that they would have less problem. I don't think it exists. And I, I think that speaks to the caliber Again, not all, because mm-hmm. we do have some people get through the gates, even though you know, we're, we do our best at gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. Some people slip through the ranks, and we do our best to weed them out. Um, but, you know, the, the body cameras are that effort in transparency. And, uh, again, you're seeing some calls now to do away with them because they didn't show what some in with certain motives wanted it to see, and now they're intrusive on personal privacy and we need to get rid of them so you know after not here i want to fully implement them and uh, they've been in our pilot program we've already had instances where people have alleged something and we show them the tape 
and they quickly rescind their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, and their the, the only response that, that, they, that they can come up with after that is, who are you going to believe, me or your lion eyes? Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and we've had that several times, both with the in-car cameras and the body camera, and uh, our pilot body camera program. Uh, let's so we want to talk about some events, but uh, talk about the structure of the department, and we want to work in um, reading the mission, um, and talk about how the, that gets translated from the structure, your hierarchy, uh, how you supervise and command. Uh, the mission, I'm, we're just going to read it quickly. Mm-hmm. With courage, honor, and integrity, we protect the rights and, and dignity of all citizens. In partnership with our communities, we strive to preserve the peace and provide for a safe environment for all. Courage. With steadfastness and purpose of mind, we accept the responsibility of overcoming adversity to remain effective, efficient, and responsive to the needs of our communities. Honor. With distinction and pride, we protect the rights of all citizens equally. Integrity. We are responsible for our conduct, both professionally and personally. We are honest, fair, and strong of character. We hold ourselves accountable to the highest standards of ethical conduct conduct, and endeavor to be role models for others. Right. And I haven't changed a word of that since I became sheriff. That that uh, existed before I got here, the mission statement, core values, um, and I could not agree with whoever first developed that, you know, past sheriff, and I don't always see eye to eye on everything, but um, if they're his, they, they were absolutely spot on perfect. Um, and I think they're very reflective of what we've been talking about, about you know being transparent, about holding people accountable. I can't say that always happened in the past, but I can guarantee you it happens now. Um, and uh, it also speaks to the relationships with the community, and uh, you know that that how much our uh, deputies and, and our civilian employees are uh, the wording in their role models are. Um, meant to be ideal examples of the best the sheriff's office has uh, every down to the last man or woman. And how is, it, how is the department structured? Well, I, as far as our organizational structure, you have the sheriff who's elected by the people. Um, we are responsible for law enforcement operations in the county, corrections at the detention center, we have civil process, uh, which falls under the law enforcement arm, court security, both for the county's office buildings and the circuit courthouse and we also assumed animal control after i became sheriff so everything uh and security of the state of the county building the county buildings and the um, circuit courthouse um so those are our responsibilities so in order to facilitate that of course you know i can't be everywhere i do my very best but i can't be everywhere all the time so i have a chief deputy colonel steve bodeway uh, who had retired from the sheriff's office, and I was able to bring as a uh, captain, but I brought him back as the chief deputy. Um, I'm sorry, he retired as a major. Um, oh, I hope he's turn that, turn it off. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm sorry, Colonel. <laughs> so I brought him back as the, as the chief deputy, and you know we've enjoyed uh, four years working together during his first term. Um, I cut back the number of law enforcement bureaus. There were there were five majors: four in law enforcement and one in. Uh, um, corrections just for the span of control, uh, trying to put more people back on the street when I first came into office. So I cut it back to an operational major in law enforcement and an administrative major in law enforcement. Uh, and then you have a major underneath the warden out at the detention center. So organizationally, that's that's how we're structured. And we have a staffing study going on right now uh, to look at how we are, uh, everything from the sheriff's job, 
Well, that's in the Constitution, so it's really not changing, but how we're structured <laughs> and uh, um, how right down to the, the line deputy on patrol, how our patrol sectors are a lot. They, they're good 20 or 30 years since our patrol sectors have been looked at and the posts within those sectors, how we deploy uh, the men and women on the street every single day to, to go out and do their job. We're looking at all of that, and during the second term, that's going to be our number one priority. Um, all while you're running the business of protecting all of us. All, all that and, and running a campaign currently, mm -hmm. which, would you say earlier on, four more days. Four, four more, more days. days. Yeah. Yeah. And um, getting to, uh, you know, with uh, some, some things that have taken place over the past year and um, uh, in your term, um, two active shooter situations, biggest tragedy of all, the loss of two of our brethren who protect us, um, storms, uh, opioids, just normal day at the office, right? Well, some of those certainly aren't normal days and days I hope are. The storms and stuff, that's Mother Nature serving you something. We had the record snowfall, 30-some um, inches, that pretty much shut us all down. Um, but you know, men and women are still out there on the street doing their right. job, and our, our correctional deputies have to get to work and be in there for the care and safety of our you know, population there. Um, but you know, some of those days, obviously, you know, the, the worst days uh, ever, and, and at the top of that list is losing Pat and Mark um, on uh, February 10th. Uh, 2016. So, you know, a heartbreaking day. Uh, and that just, again, there's another, it's heartbreaking as it is, a day that showed me just what a great organization the Harford County Sheriff's Office is when those, uh, you know, men and women all stepped up uh, and continued to do their job. I talked about it back then. I, I, I was thinking, how are we going to get through this day? Mm -hmm. who, do we, who do we call? You know, who do the police call? Mm -hmm. And we had so many offering the help uh, coming, you know, standing at our side. But we, 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 we conducted that investigation in-house, uh, and we continued to respond to calls for service. And um, our civilians, you know, continued to come to work. And, and it, it, just an amazing bunch to get through that day. Um, and then, of course, we had the uh, advanced granite shooting in 2017 and most recently the Rite Aid shooting. And, and you look at all three of those incidents, uh, I, I spoke about it earlier, mental health. You can, you know, uh, you can relate each one of those incidents back to mental health. Um, and, and those are the kind of, to me, that's the number one thing that we somehow need to get our hands around as a society is, is harsh as the law, and uh, maybe not harsh, but as much as they have prioritized privacy and keeping things um, out, somehow that information has to be tied to, you know, gu gun ownership. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm all for gun ownership, but by responsible law-abiding citizens. Yeah, I mean, if someone... You take away someone's driver's license right. if they if they're proven that they are a danger to other cars on the road. Why wouldn't you take away someone's gun license if, if they're proven they're a danger to fellow citizens? And the legislature has tried. You know, to me, they focus too much just on the tool. They, you know, every year, every time you see one of these things and, and the horrific thing that happened in Pittsburgh uh, at the synagogue, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the uh, they come back and they want to focus on the gun. Let's let's you know. Let's continue to have those discussions if you wish, um, but let's let's go ahead and open it up also to um, you know, looking at the mental health and yeah, tying it together because uh, a police officer can go out and fill out a uh, driver re-exam. You know the example you give, Bob, and 
fill out a driver re-exam and get that person in to see if they're qualified to have a driver's license. Well, a driver's license is not a right, but we should still have a process. And, and they've tried with the red flag law, mm-hmm. which um, became effective October 1st. October 1st. So um, we, we were leading the state here a couple weeks ago. I don't know if we still are as far as the number of those um, emergency... Extreme risk. Extreme risk protection orders, um, which allows a lot more people to apply uh, for a order uh, and, and have gun seized. So there's, there's a lot of problems as we see it with the law and how it's implemented and how it could be abused. So we're hoping to go back to the legislature this year. And, and I give the legislature credit for trying something different, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I'm not sure they came up with the perfect version of this law. Yeah, and we learned with the granite shooting that there was a protective order filed for, but the law didn't give the judge leeway or allegedly didn't give the judge leeway to enforce it because the person who was requesting it was not the one who was assaulted or threatened, if I have that correct. Uh, I'm not familiar with that part of it. I know there are some other nuances. You know, in so many of these instances, that one had advanced granite, um, the the one at Rite Aid. There are certainly... You know, I don't want to say clues, but there are there are flags, there are in, indicators that you know people see and they have concerns about, and and they're leery to share them or, or you know alert. And you know, on the other side of that coin, sometimes we are just shut down completely when somebody says something off the cuff about a school, and everyone pushes the share on social media, and it goes the complete other direction where they, they say way too much. So, you know, we, we want people to report things. We want people not to share it on social media. But if you have some concern, call us and, and certainly let us investigate. And that's another one of the examples that 911 is the appropriate right. number to call. And we all learned after September 11th, you know, one, that, you know, the a lot of the agencies undertook the, uh, if you see something, say something. Because um, people are reluctant. To, they think they're either they're ratting somebody out or they're going to be uh, considered a nervous Nelly or overreacting. Yeah. Or, or biased. Or, yeah, that's, or that's, a, biased. that's a big one. Um, but that can make the biggest difference. And I must say, I've called several times, not to 911, to your, the sheriff's office. Mm-hmm. And the, and, Without exception, the folks who pick up the phone, I may, I may just call. Say, this, there was somebody walking down 924. They seemed disoriented, mm-hmm. and that shoulder is not wide. So right. I called on that. You may have saved a life. They said, "We'll uh, get a pull right. car out there," because right. um, you know, it's never like, "Oh, yeah, you know, we got important things to do. Why right. are you calling?" Um, no, and again, that's you know, it seems minor. People, how many people may have just blown that off? Mm-hmm. You know. Walking down the shoulder is one thing, but you, know, you, you thought they might be uh, impaired or something might be wrong. Mm-hmm. You may have stopped a fatal accident from happening. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you, you never know. You, know. you certainly know after the fact, and uh, we'd rather not be in that position of regretting not calling. Mm-hmm. Be safe yeah. and call. Let's, um, let's talk about the challenge of leadership, training, um, maintaining the morale uh, among the troops. Um, there's so many headwinds now we've touched on. There's pe- selective obeyance of the law, it, like with, deciding that an officer after a, an event, an incident, is not entitled to due process. Um, folks that, um, you know, uh, it just almost want to try to shame, uh, you know, shame people uh, for being um, a law enforcement uh, 
uh, enforcement officer. Um, um, the demonizing um, of police, etc. How how do you? How well, do you again, I think this, keep the troops. Well, and and there's no there's no way to make everybody happy all the time. But I do think overall, employees, no matter what their job is, you know, whether they're a law enforcement officer, a correctional deputy, a you know, a civilian, Christie, people want to be treated fairly, with respect, you know, with common courtesy. Um, and, and professionally, uh, and you know, even even when they screw up, they still want they know something's coming, but they want to. And that's part, back to the disciplinary matrix. They want to know that there's you know a, a, a repercussion, a uniform, reasonable uh, expectate or uh, punitive action that that would follow, and and not not that they have to fear um, because you stub your toe, you have to fear getting fired, or because you're best friends with someone, you can do whatever you want. You know, they don't want those biased kind of work environments. But I think that a lot of this goes back to, you know, the fact that we have an elected sheriff here um, in some jurisdictions, in some big jurisdictions in the state of Maryland, if that narrows down the list any, you have the police chief or commissioner who answers to um, the civilians, answers to the mayor, who has absolutely no idea about law enforcement, who doesn't know about the law enforcement officer's bill of rights and how that uh, has to be has to be it's a law it has to be followed and abided by and um, and and what it means to go out there on the street and confront somebody you, you see too many political figures who don't have that experience um, misjudging an incident quickly and condemning it and then expecting you know their their subordinate their police chief or commissioner to follow suit um, you know, here you, we, we are fortunate, again, this hopefully will be the case well after me to have an elected sheriff in Harford County, someone with that experience, and, and take the time, and I've, I've said this in every instance, even when the police are wrong, at least take the time to do the investigation first, and, and too many times uh, our society is on fast forward, and they want the answer two seconds after it happens. And you know that's and that's part of what Christie does so well mm -hmm. for us. Um, you know, it's sometimes we get a lot of questions, and um, um, she can politely and respectfully mm -hmm. tell them they're going to wait. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we give them what we can. We give them what we can, certainly. Sure. Right. We do try to like give them as much information as we can right out of the gate, and I think that that's even during the last press conference, there were reporters that recognize that from the sheriff even in their own their live feeds is saying that he has a reputation for giving as much information as he does so but we want to be we want to be um, I would rather be right than be first yes. and we've watched so many times where you come out and you have information then you have to come back and, and change it and I would mm -hmm. rather just tell you what we know now and for then sure. mm -hmm. hold let let the, let it take its course and, and the sheriff will absolutely tell you all the details when we have them, and we mm -hmm. know that they are confirmed facts. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's it's not easy. It takes a lot of strength um, to to not succumb to the bullies who are just looking for a scoop. They're looking for sensationalism. They're looking to make a political point. And I, you see a lot of spokespeople and other agencies get bullied into giving them something mm -hmm. just because they had their back on their heels. And it um, so hats off for that. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of moving parts. We have a few minutes left before we get to the library. Uh, another amazing list of what's coming up. This is 970 WMD Aberdeen. We want to cover two more things. First thing, what is the, what's the future look like? What future of law enforcement, future of law enforcement in Hartford County? Yeah. Big challenges. Well, I, th I think you know, every, every crisis we see across the country, 
um, create something new. Back, you know, when I ran for this office in 10, we weren't talking opioids. We weren't talking active shooters. We weren't talking enhanced school safety. So all that has changed. You know, I was not successful in 10 and, and 14. But in that small, you know, eight-year window, everything had changed. Um, so the priorities now, of course, are, you know, going to be concentrating on school safety. We've greatly, greatly expanded our uh, training in the community surrounding um, active shooter type of incidents, more than 7,000 uh, church, um, wow. faith-based organizations, church leaders, um, citizen groups have uh, been trained by the Harford County Sheriff's Office alone. Then you have, you know, state police, Bel Air, Aberdeen, Haverty, Grace out there doing their jurisdiction. So I think it, it's hard to say looking forward exactly. I hope there's no next big thing. Um, certainly the opioid epidemic is going to continue into the foreseeable future um, with uh, all the efforts that are being made, you know, that that addictive, the addictive properties of the opioid is just so strong that we're not getting rid of it overnight. Um, we're seeing hopefully a flattening out of the numbers, which is, uh, you mm -hmm. know, a, a first positive sign in a long time. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that will continue. Um, but we saw that a little bit with heroin, and then all of a sudden fentanyl and carfentanyl came along and spiked them way up. So hopefully there's not something like that. First, the sheriff's office, you know, what we're, what we're looking at going in is, you know, again, just maintaining uh, the excellent service that our deputies provide, that our correctional deputies provide to the population that we're charged with that care detention center, that our civilian employees provide to support the whole organization and make the whole machine work. Um, and my number one thing into the next term is that staffing study to see if we are properly staffed and deployed the right way uh, to do the mission that the, the citizens have um, you know, given us or mm -hmm. continue to give us. Mm -hmm. It's important. Is Alice um, stand up? Uh, well, in your, in your view, philosophically, yeah. in your I haven't view? been to the Alice training, um, and, and Alice is a um, there's many there's craze there's alert. I think we're going to do something with the school system called assert. So there's many different versions which have a lot of the same overlapping principles, and it's an options based response to run hide fight. You know, often mm -hmm. you know, you have to do something else. Run hide fight aren't going to cut it sometimes there has to be you know what does that fight involve so what are your options there so alice kind of has that alice is a private uh um i almost say i guess company uh product um that you actually have to pay for okay. and yeah you know, we've we've been doing training even i don't know if before alice came along uh but we did our first uh, we did it by teleconference a faith-based um, active shooter incident um, there, our old headquarters building that's being renovated, but um, up in the conference room, and that I want to say it was in 14 or, f or probably in 15, um, before Alice was really. It might have been around, but before it was mm -hmm. as big as it is. They've done a very good job marketing their product. Um, I, I think what we offer from the sheriff's office and what we're going to do with the school system um, is every bit as good and uh, um, tailored to our specific needs here in, in Harford County, and, and, and whether it's a church or whether it is one of our public schools. Um, lastly, and you, you can get into this too, Christy, uh, what would you tell Sheriff Gaylor, uh, the Sheriff Gaylor of December 1st, 2014, or, uh, uh, Cadet Gaylor, uh, coming out of, uh, uh, Police Academy, uh, something you know now, you wish you knew then, or something that oh, you, over, you, you've 
cared about way more than you should have been or not enough? Well, I don't know. I, 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 I've learned a lot in this first term. You know, I ran for this. I, I, you asked me earlier, you know, back into the early 2000s, I began thinking about this. Certainly was around the sheriff's office from the time I was a young trooper up here in the 80s, late 80s, uh, working side by side with the deputies. Um, ran for the job in 10 and then ran for it again in 14 successfully. And, you know, you'd think that I, and I, I did my best, to I read reports and annual reports and thought I had educated myself. I've learned so much uh, during this first term, um, not only about the sheriff's office, but what it means to be sheriff. Um, and, and I wish, you know, we, we all wish that we were, had that experience coming into a new mm-hmm. position. So, uh, you know, certainly I would tell him you have, uh, I would tell uh, baby Sheriff Gaylor in 2014, <laughs> um, one, this job is going to be a lot harder than you ever expected um, and uh, a lot more demanding. But, I, you know, I, I absolutely, we have had some dark days, but I love, I love putting on this uniform. I, I love doing this job for the citizens of our community. As long as they trust me to do it and as long as I wake up uh, wanting to do it, I will continue to run for it um, and, and seek their, their vote and their support. But, um, yeah, I wish... I wish I knew a lot more coming in. I think it's aged me and it's put a hurting on me. Uh, <laughs> some of those single days have done that all by themselves. But um, um, I, I wouldn't trade it. I, I wouldn't. I would trade some of those days back again mm-hmm. if I could. But I, I wouldn't trade uh, this experience of being Harford County Sheriff for anything. Well, the, the old saying is, uh, a calm sea does not a good sailor make. Right, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We've been put to the test, and, and it's not just me as sheriff. And I, I, on those dark days, you know, I, I'm just a small, small piece of it. And it's people like Christy um, who, who make this organization, I don't want to say make it look good because it is good, because she shows the community how good it is. Right. And, and the deputies out there doing their job, uh, including our correctional deputies that are often, you know, behind the scenes and not seen, but they're on something like that. We bring them out, and you know, they're involved in our hostage mm-hmm. negotiations and different things. Um, so just, you know, down to down to Jack, who uh, comes in from the ARC, mm-hmm. and we just did a little video about mm-hmm. him that we shared on our Facebook page. Um, he's 20 years working with the Harford County Sheriff's Office in there, and, uh, you know, just down to Jack. Every, every single person that works mm-hmm. at the Sheriff's Office does a spectacular job. Fantastic. Christy, one sentence. What would you tell your 21-year-old self? Oh, I thought you wanted me to say what I was going to tell the sheriff when ah! he came into office in 2014. Like, <laughs> she was well, all prepared for that. That, that was might right. be interesting. Like my son says to me, Dad, I'm not going to listen until you tell him 25. So, right. And then I'm going to tell you we're right about most everything. Right. But. <laughs> Let's just bypass all this. <laughs> just keep breathing. Okay. Keep breathing, mm-hmm. keep moving. Mine would be shut up. <laughs> Listen. Oh, I think there's you. some people out there telling me to shut up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's true. All of us. All of us. Okay. And speaking of great uh, institutions in the county um, that enrich us and protect us and improve our lives, mm-hmm. we have the library. And what do you, have, what do you, what do your cast of millions on. have going on? Oh, my on gosh. Well, I just want to mention that the Maryland STEM Festival, which we're very involved in, is continuing um, through this week. It's two weeks, and we have a lot of programming. Um, you looking at the Nutcracker? Um, continuing uh, through next week, and if you go to hcplonline.com, you'll, uh, there's uh, a... Org. Dot org, sorry, there's a website. You click on that, and it'll take you to all of our activities coming up that are STEM-related. Also, um, you know, Halloween is over, so now we're moving on to the holiday season. 
and um, a must-see during the holiday season is the Nutcracker. So we have partnered with um, Ballet Chesapeake and the Susquehanna Youth Ballet to present the Nutcracker and abridged version in some of our branches. So again, if you go to hcplonline.org, we have um, a show at Edgewood Library, Joppa Library, Bel Air Library, and Abingdon Library. So check that out. That's always a holiday favorite. Um, and then coming up on um, Sunday, November 4th at the Jarrettsville Library, we have Passages of Hope. This is a Choose Civility program that we have in the library, and it's read and record a book, poetry, and song selections that convey messages of acceptance, love, and hope for our diverse communities. So that's a great thing. It's for all ages. Um, you don't have to register. Just show up between 2 and 4. And then this is kind of one of my favorites that's coming up on Monday, November 5th at our Edgewood Library. It's Dream Big. It's a movie screening and family engineering challenge. I don't know. It's for the entire family. And uh, join us for a special screening of the IMAX film, Dream Big, Engineering Our World, and then participate in a fun, family-friendly engineering challenge. And that's supported by our Edgewood friends of HCPL. Um, and a big shout-out to all of our friends groups. Uh, they are really some of the backbone of the funding that goes on in the individual branches. They volunteer their hours. The book sales are run by our friends group. It brings so much to each individual uh, library um, that we have in Hartford County, and they are just sometimes unsung heroes, and they're amazing. So um, they're always looking for membership. Um, so stop in at any library, and you can get information about the friends and all of our programming. Bravo. Yes. Thank you, Sheriff Gaylor. Thank you, Christy Hopkins. Thank you for having us in. Thanks. Thanks for coming in today. And that's all the time we have for the Hartford Edge today. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.